Today's guest is near and dear to my heart because I've been praying for her for a number of years after meeting her on a trip to California with my sister. My sister is actually friends with her. They're both actors in the California scene and Christina just had such a special spark about her, her personality, just I could sense there was such a destiny and calling on her life. And so I began to quietly pray for her to meet Jesus and learn more about the destiny and calling that he put on her life from birth. And I recently discovered she did give her life to Jesus and get baptized at church, which my sister was able to attend. And so I invited Christina to come on my show and share her story about how she met Jesus, how this has impacted her life since then. And so this is a very special episode. Can't wait to share it with you. Let's jump in. Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for joining me today at Java with Jen. I am super excited about this episode. Of course, I say that every week, but I am very excited. My guest this week, I met a number of years ago when I was visiting my sister. She is an actress friend of hers. She's from the LA area, and she's going to actually introduce herself because there's just a whole lot of fun to her bio and her experience. I want to just let her share, um, but I wanted to have her on the episode today because This will be airing the week of Easter, and Easter is about salvation. It's about Jesus rising again from the dead, which is how we have salvation in the first place. It's the beautiful story of him coming to our rescue. And so I just wanted to share, kind of get back to the roots of our faith, which is Jesus came for people like us because we needed a savior. And um, Christina's story dives into that. It's about her journey to discover the Lord as her savior. So Christina, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm getting emotional as you talk. <laughs> oh, well, I love uh, I love the remembering back to the first time, really the only time I, I got to interact with you in person, but of course we've stayed in touch on Instagram. Um, but I met Christina, I don't know, 2015, 20 something a while back. And uh, my sister had Christina and her husband and another friend come and we just kind of had a campfire and hung out at the beach in LA and had a great time. And me and Christina spent hours talking. I shared about uh, my kids were born and, you know, the role the Lord played in all of that. And Christina shared a little bit about her life as well. And so we had a great conversation. And I remember Christina just thinking like just how precious you were and I remember telling Crystal like oh my gosh she is such a precious woman Mm -hmm. she's all heart and I just loved my conversation with her and so I actually started praying for you way back then because I didn't know for sure if you knew Jesus or not but I could tell you were on a journey and so I just started asking the Lord to order the steps of your journey and lead you to know him and know his love for you and so um, seeing that you had gotten baptized recently was very exciting. So, uh, that was how I met you, but why don't you, before we dive totally deep and I kind of got ahead of myself, why don't we let you introduce, (laughs) sorry, your background in acting. I touched on it and I got ahead of myself. So share kind of what you do in LA and about your career and stuff. Absolutely. And I absolutely want to share so much more too, and dive deep as you were talking, (laughs) I was again, getting emotional and I'm Wow, it's just going to be a lot of tears on this on this podcast. <laughs> so we welcome the tears. Um, yes, I am an award-winning actress and producer. I live my life in Los Angeles, California. My goodness, I thank God for all the 85 film and television credits and commercial credits I have. I, I put God first. I believe gratitude is simply the best attitude. Mm-hmm. You may have seen me on... Movies like Bad Moms alongside Mila Kunis, movies like Inheritance opposite Lily Collins, TV shows Blackish, Devious Maids, General Hospital, many more. And um, I'm inspiring my audience every single day as much as possible. Inspiration is really important to me. So I inspire my audience on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, sharing my wellness journey, my lifestyle choices, my love of God, my service as a chairwoman for a nonprofit called Face Forward. I'm just, I'm happy when I'm giving back and I'm happy when I'm able to help others. 
So it's a big part of who I am. Yeah, absolutely. And she really does love that. Like you're definitely, uh, I feel like you do take such a, I don't know what eyes wide open fascination with life approach to life. At least that was my experience of you. I feel like you just drink it all in and you see what you can see and learn what you can learn. And I love that about you. Thank you so much. Well, I always say what you see in me is in you. So if you see it in me, it has to be in you. Oh, look at that. Okay. I love it. Okay. So, okay. So let's dive into the good stuff. Um, so being Easter week and me wanting to kind of pull your story into this, um, where are you from? Kind of hit your background. We, I think we're just going to have to dive in deep already. Um, and so we'll pull in the details of the acting industry and all that kind of stuff throughout, but where are you from and where do you, I mean, you said you live in LA. Are you originally from LA or no? No, I'm born and raised in Long Island, New York. I uh, first started acting when I was actually a munchkin alongside oh. Natalie Portman in The Wizard of Oz. What? How cool and, is that? And her dog was Toto. Oh, <laughs> that's super fun. Does she <laughs> Such still a have fun fact. Such I know. a fun Does, fact. Does she still have that dog? That's a great question that I don't know. I remember recently, well, I should say not recently, but Everything like 2018, 19 feels recently because of course the pandemic came. So, right. yeah. <laughs> so sometime no right before the pandemic, I saw her actually at an event in Hollywood mm-hmm. and she was speaking about some movie she was in. And I remember I stood up and I asked a question because it was one of those like Q&A screening things. And I was like, yeah. Natalie, I remember when we were children together and Munchkins and the Wizard of Oz together, you said you wanted to be a doctor. And that was your dream. You wanted to be a doctor like your dad. And I just want to say that I'm so glad that you chose to be an actress or acting chose you. And you're not a doctor because you're, you're blessing us all by your gifts and talents. And I didn't ask about the dog though. <laughs> oh, darn it. Okay. Next, next Q and A, we'll have to <laughs> throw that one out there. Um, so you said you, you loved acting from a young age. Some people are blessed to know from a young age what they want to do. And some people are not. And sometimes it's like a curvy road and you accidentally figure out what you want to do. So was this like a straight line from childhood to acting or what, did you have other things you wanted to consider? How did, how did this evolve for you? It's funny. Yes. As a, as a child, it was absolutely a clear pass. It was a clear path, like as if the Lord was going, okay, we're going to anoint your gifts and talents at a young age. I was singing, I was dancing, I was acting at a very young age. And then even, even when after my first year of college at the Boston Conservatory, I actually had a full scholarship for singing, dancing, acting. And I took the expression, because I take direction very well. I took the expression, Mm -hmm. break a leg. And I literally fell on stage and (gasps) fell on my left kneecap and broke a leg and had to be in a wheelchair and had to have time off. And I was told by a doctor that I could not go back to the Boston conservatory. Hmm. And of course, you know, as a, what was I 18, 19 years old at that time, it was like, I was devastated. I thought my life was over. And it's really funny when I look back now, I go, wow. So my plan didn't work out, but God's plan did because my gosh, I mean, if I didn't break my leg on that stage, I wouldn't probably be sitting here in Los Angeles in my home with my husband talking to you. I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I probably maybe never would have met him or who knows, right? Like what the trajectory would have looked like. But again, it just goes to show that like God's plan is better than our plan will ever be. And thank God for that. (laughs) That's so true. Okay. So then connect the dots for us. So you broke your leg and somehow magically you ended up in LA and your husband is somewhat involved with your acting career. So explain all that, how you met him, the role he plays, all that. Well, that's funny too, because most people like the Celine Dion's of the world and most people fall in love with their talent manager because they're their talent manager or fall in love with a man and then they become the talent manager. We kind of did things a little differently. Like I didn't exactly marry my agent or my manager. I married a man who was a, at the time, a network operations center director, which means he makes computers talk on a large scale and has ITs under him. And then after many years of being married, that actual industry and that specific company claimed filed chapter seven and went under and uh, he had to reinvent himself and he had to come up with a whole other career path. So he chose after being married to me for many years, he chose to actually 
enter into the entertainment industry and become a talent agent who operates as a manager and is state licensed and bonded and literally started his own business at a later stage of his life, not ever thinking that that would be the case. So again, it's, it's like, everything's a faith walk, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know I've heard now I'm in business and I'm an entrepreneur and I found that um, so many business people who make it big, they can point back to somewhere where their life went wrong that was the doorway for them making it big or finding the success that they were pursuing or whatever. And it always astonishes me how, and it encourages me because when we think life is, or our dreams are falling apart in front of us, quite possibly you're just giving birth to the dreams you didn't know you had. And so Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Okay. So he works alongside of you as your agent. That's amazing. So as you've been walking through this acting career, and I'm sure I feel like knowing my sister anyways, and acting is such an authentic, vulnerable industry, I feel like, because you have to really genuinely bring real raw emotions for it to be believable and to translate on camera. So has the acting industry caused you to have like this kind of inner journey of personal knowing of yourself and discovering of yourself in a way that you didn't expect? Absolutely. I always feel like I get closer to myself through every character I play. And I always end up like missing a little piece of that person that I just embodied for the last, maybe it's two months, maybe it's three months, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's only a couple of weeks. Uh, But I definitely always keep a part of that character inside me. And for me, it's about Mm -hmm. storytelling. It's about telling the story. So it's about the script and what the script is really justifying in your role and how, what is your role? What is your significant role in this script? What is your character journey like? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's absolutely an amazing, amazing, amazing experience to, to dissect a script, to be like a detective in a script yeah. and try to figure out and justify why you say as your character, everything you say. Yeah. That's so cool. I can imagine, I can imagine how that must be. I was telling my husband last night. Um, so I sing at church and I've sung on multiple worship teams with multiple worship pastors. And I noticed that every worship pastor I would serve under, they would bring out a different aspect of my voice. And, mm. and in order to compliment them, I'd have to kind of discover new ways to use my voice or develop my voice. And then I just volunteered to be a backup singer for a country music um, band that is going to be playing at an event here. And I was like, oh, dang, I don't have much country in my voice. And so I was like, well, that might be good for me to learn a little country. It might develop parts of my voice. I didn't know I needed to develop. So it kind of sounds kind of like that, what you're describing. That's so funny. Cause as you, as you talk more about this, I totally can hear a country twang in your voice. Oh, okay. Well, my talking voice, most definitely. Texas comes through for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, I absolutely I, can hear that. That's funny. When I sing, it's more soulful and bluesy jazzy, uh, mm. my, my tone, and there's a warmth there. But anyway, so back to you. Um, so, okay. So looking at your acting industry, now, what was your faith journey like? I know that acting is not easy. Audition, 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 rejection, rejection, rejection. Oh, look, there's a role. And so I would imagine, I know for Crystal, it's, it's been intertwined with her faith journey, what kind of roles she'll take or, or what roles she won't take or praying for an opportunity. And then the Lord provides something or, you know, praying through those discouraging times. Am I, am I actually on the path I'm supposed to be on? So how did you see your faith journey, even before Jesus, before you met Jesus and just your faith journey previous to that? How is all that connected to your Absolutely. acting? I always say one of my favorite quotes is from actress Edie Falco, who I actually, it's a beautiful quote. And I actually heard her say this live. Like I'm the one who heard this quote because I heard it out of her mouth. Uh-huh. And I pray one day I'll be able to actually tell her what this quote has meant to me. So Picture this, she's she's leaving a red carpet event in Los Angeles on Sunset Boulevard. There's multiple photographers, paparazzi type of TMZ photographers mm-hmm. calling her name, Edie, Edie, Edie Falco, Falco, Edie, Edie. And she won't turn around and she won't look at them. And finally, one photographer says, what's the matter? You used to always be willing to take pictures with us and you used to turn around. And then she turned around and said, there are many things I used to do when I was young that I don't do anymore. 
Ooh, and that just mm. has been, I mean, it's, it's, it's not scripture, but it is because it's saying I'm not my past and I'm new in Christ and the old has gone and the new has come. And therefore, if anyone in his Christ, he is a new creation. And yeah. so when I first started my acting career, I didn't have that. I didn't hear Edie Falco's voice. And I certainly didn't hear Jesus Christ's voice. In, and I didn't, I didn't read the Bible. So I didn't have all this, uh-huh. but I realize now when I look back, I go, wow, there are so many roles in the past that I took on that I would never take on now oh. because, because the old has gone and the new has come and because yeah. I'm new in Christ. So I always remind myself and actually I'm reminded by the Lord every day. Also, I actually had a dream not too long ago, maybe two months ago or something. Mm. <clears throat> and in the dream, I saw, I saw a hand like pulling me. And then I woke up from that dream and I heard the Holy Spirit say, you are not your past. Amen. And then I remember that morning, as soon as I sat down after I prayed and did my morning routine, I sat down on my computer and I sent an email to my current representation, my current agents and managers and my attorney as well. I copied everyone on this email and said, listen, from this point forward, do not submit me for any roles that include nudity or simulated sex. And that's something that, yes, I used to do a lot of in the past. And I didn't really think of it as, I didn't think of my body as the Lord's body temple. Mm -hmm. I thought of it more as just maybe a way to make money or a way to make roles or a way to get more bookings. And I wasn't really, I wasn't thinking of it the way I think of it now. It's amazing. Like now I, I train really hard. I work out with an incredible trainer and my, my why, my motivation for even like, mm-hmm. I mean, I push myself really hard at the gym and I'm constantly lifting more weights and I'm stronger than I think, stronger than I ever imagined. And it's because my why, like I'm not working out to get a six pack. I'm not working out to fit into this skinny pair of jeans. I mean, sure, great if it happens, but at the same time, my why is, is for Jesus. Like it's so much deeper and it's mm-hmm. so much more, I wanna be strong so I can do more for God, like, so I could live out my mission and maybe that mission changes throughout time. And maybe it's constantly changing, but at least I'm going to be a hundred percent prepared and ready with a willing heart and a willing body to be able to serve in whatever capacity that is. Yeah, that's so good. I love a, the kindness of the Lord when he shows up in dreams like that to us and speaks to us, things like that, because I feel like even just that one statement of you are not your past. I feel like that says so much. It speaks to your future Mm -hmm. and it breaks off any shame or, you know, we all have a past that we can look back on and go, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) You know, like, like I would never do that again, you know? And, uh, and, and that voice of shame that I think comes straight from the pit of hell will sneak Mm -hmm. by to keep us entwined with yesterday, trying to earn it off or, or prove it's not, who we are anymore. And that's such a waste of energy because that's why Jesus came and did what he did. It says that on the cross, he scorned its shame. You know, he literally eliminated shame at the cross so that we wouldn't have to walk in shame. And, and I just love how that comment from the Lord eliminates that. It's like, Hey, you're not yesterday. Let's move forward. Mm -hmm. And, and how God can just change your perspective. That's so powerful. I love that. And, um, that's so beautiful. So what do you feel like? So take us then on the journey of, I know when I talked with you years back, I could hear not searching, like you sounded lost, but searching, like you sounded hungry, hungry Mm. to find deeper things and truth and what would give you a sense of purpose and life. Not again, not like you were lacking it totally, but I could just tell you had an appetite for it. Um, and so tell me kind of what that journey has been like spiritually for you over the years. How long has it been that you've seen God kind of calling your name, even if you didn't recognize it initially? Mm, What a beautiful, heartfelt question. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Well, so I was, I was baptized as a baby into the Roman Catholic church, thanks to my parents. But again, Mm -hmm. that was a decision that I mean, my parents made it for me, but I didn't get to, I don't, I don't remember that day. I don't have any memory of, you know, whether I was four or five, six months, however old I was. So that was a, you know, that was a decision that they made great. So I grew up going to church, 
but I grew up going to a Roman Catholic church and nothing wrong with that. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience, but I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't have a relationship, certainly not a relationship with Jesus Christ and certainly not a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I believe you need a relationship with the entire Holy Trinity. You need a relationship with, with father, son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so then I grew up as a little kid having to go to church and being told this is what you do. And in order to be a good girl, you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to go to church on Sunday and you must, you know, eat this and drink this and do this and do that. So it felt very rigid and very rule involved mm, Yeah, and lots of like, you know, shoulds and coulds. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, and then I broke away a little bit as I got older and I found a spiritual center, like a non-denominational spiritual center. So I would pray to God, but I certainly would never pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I didn't really understand or, or maybe not understand is the right word, but I didn't acknowledge what Jesus Christ did. Yeah. And so that wasn't in my prayers. It was just, Oh, father God, or it wasn't even father God. It was just, Oh God, you know, it was more about like, it was more from a place of manifesting and affirmations than it was from a place of like the truth. Mm. And it certainly wasn't scripture filled. Right. And then I actually found um, Nietzsche and Daishonin Buddhism. And I practiced for my goodness, maybe over, over six, seven years, I mm. practiced chanting uh, to a Buddhist chant and was in that community for a long time. And even when I was in that community, even though in the community, they didn't talk about God, I still mm -hmm. always like believed in God. And mm -hmm. I would sometimes like without telling my Buddhist community, like sneak away and say a couple prayers and, and find <laughs> a, you know, and find like someone who can pray with me, or I would kind of do both for a little bit. Yeah. And then it was just like, whoa, this is like a lot. Like I'm, I'm my, my, my mind, my heart, my soul is like spread so thin. And it's so mm. interesting how, as I'm speaking this, I'm like, wow. And so was my life. Like I had so many different thoughts. Like, it was so much noise that it was like, okay, mm. I got the Buddhist thing. I got the, the God thing. I got the acting thing. I got the married thing. I got this thing, the, that thing. Like, whoa, it was like spinning plates. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm like hearing all this stuff, all this noise and trying to do it all. And um, gosh, it wasn't until 2021, like last year, hello, that I really feel like, my gosh, answered prayer from you, from mm -hmm. your sister, from so many people that I didn't know were praying for me to draw closer to the Lord, but mm -hmm. obviously it needed to be on God's timing. And I was very blessed last year. It almost doesn't sound like it's possible, but so I, I met someone on social media who's somewhat like a father figure to me now, an older man who told me, you know, I, I really feel called that I'm supposed to lead you in a certain way. And I'm going to be sending you some music and I'm going to be sending you some, some audios and some YouTube videos. I was like, okay, sure. I didn't know this person in person for mm -hmm. months, but he kept singing, sending me like worship songs and praise songs. And he kept sending me, um, different scripture to read. And he would just mm -hmm. like feed me like very carefully and gently. Mm. And for a long time, I mean, and sometimes I would call him and we would pray together. And then many times I would just call him and we would pray and he wouldn't even need to know what I was seeking. I would call him maybe crying or emotional and he would just start praying and speaking in tongues. Mm. And, you know, he told me after much time, he told me, you know, the Holy Spirit told me that I was supposed to lead you to the Lord and I was supposed to help you in this process. Mm. And it's funny because for months of not actually meeting this person and just having him on the phone or just having him in social media, I was like, maybe he isn't real. <laughs> like maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe this man is like this figment of my imagination. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever meet him. Finally, uh -huh. he came over um, to our apartment and, you know, met in the conference room and, and sang together and worshiped together. And he gave me the Joyce Myers Bible. He gave me my favorite oh. Joyce Myers devotional book. Like he really, really had a huge part in leading mm. me. But when I think back now, I'm like, it wasn't just him. It was you. It was your sister, Crystal. It was so my friend, Danielle, like so mm. many other amazing Christian women and men that were praying for me behind the scenes. Yeah. And I hadn't, I had no idea. And of course, you know, it's, it's all God's timing. Yeah. So it's just amazing how, yes, it was a beautiful like journey. And it, I was definitely being led 
towards the Lord and to understanding. And it's funny because last year, as, I, as I'm drawing closer to the Lord, it's almost like I'm drawing closer and back to like my roots, like my childhood, mm-hmm. like who I am, like as a babe, as a baby. And um, I now go to a Christian church and I choose not to go to a Roman Catholic church, but I go to a Christian church and I was baptized in a Christian church, but, but it's the same Jesus Christ. It's the same God. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so it's in a way it's like, it just feels so comforting and it feels so, so peaceful. And, and it's probably like, you can look back and you can see like God's fingerprints throughout your life, kind of carefully ordering your steps, carefully protecting you, carefully dropping thoughts, you know, in your heart or whatever. Can you see that as you look back over your life? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what's fascinating is, you know, one of my favorite quotes that's on my vision board is without faith, it is impossible to please God. Mm. And, you know, even when I was, even when I was practicing Buddhism, even when, you know, I wasn't praying in the name of Jesus Christ, I still had like this faith inside me, this something, Mm. something was bigger than Christina Noel de Rosa. Um, so it was like constantly I, my faith was being strengthened, but it was a very interesting dynamic way of getting there. Yeah. I love that. I know, you know, there's a passage when I hear things like that, there's a passage in the old Testament that says that eternity is written in the hearts of men. And, and I feel like because we came out of God there, his DNA is in us, you know, and it's like, we came from him. And so there's always a part of us, you know, just like as a kid, we always want to go home, like home feels safe, home feels secure. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we came from God. And so there's a part of us that's always looking to return to him and Mm -hmm. find him because he's home. You know, he feels like you make the most sense when I'm near you, you know? And, uh, yeah. And I, I just, I love that because it's true. You had a heart of faith. I could hear that in your voice and our conversations and, and just your fascination. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't just a fascination with spiritual things per se. It was like, even though you were discovering and exploring, like I could tell that there was a genuine heart that believed that there was a God. And it was just like, you were trying to figure out what he looked like and, and how he fit your <laughs> life, you know, <laughs> and like, how do you figure this out? You know, but it was like, genuinely, I could see your heart was just drawn to the things of God. And so, um, and that's just awesome. I just love the story. And so how is this affected? I know some people, when they give their life to Jesus, it can have, um, you know, I feel like God is so kind and that there's like a season after we meet him that there's just a grace for the transition and the changes that will happen in our life. And then inevitably at some point we come face to face with the hard choices of our, what are you willing to give up to walk in relationship with Jesus? What are you willing to lay down? Like you said, Hey, don't ever submit me for these kind of roles again. You know, whereas in the acting industry, they'd probably say, Hey, if you're not willing to do that kind of stuff, you're never going to make it big, you know, and they'll try to corner you where you feel like that's your only option. But I know lots of believers who drew a line and had standards that, um, like what's her name? Uh, the, the not actress, she's a model actually. Um, and she trains, she does runway and she trains like the Jenners and different people. What the heck is her name? I can't think of her name, but she's a believer. And she said, I'm never going to do nude. You're never going to see me showing too much skin. Cause she's like, before I'm a, an actress or a model, I'm a Christian and mm. I'm going to be a Christian before I do any of those things. And she's at the top of the industry, you know? And, um, but how inevitably I'm sure either there has been, or there will be times when you have to draw a line and say, I'm not willing to do that. And I'm going to just trust the Lord with the fallout. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen this impact your life um, in challenging ways yet? Or is that to come or? (laughs) Absolutely. I didn't mention when I was telling the story, actually, that after I had that dream and I woke up and heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm not my past. Mm. um, When I sent that email, I, you know, I really was in a place of going, you know what, there is a 100% chance that I can be dropped by my new representation. I can be dropped by my new ma- my new manager that I just started working with September, 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, I never told him this when I met with him and I wasn't as clear then when I met with him as I am now. So he could drop me. And I just literally took 
a leap of faith and went, okay, if he's going to drop me, then that's a sign that I'm not supposed to be with him and I'll find someone else. And it's been a lot of leaps of faith and just really, 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 really trusting. Um, I'm definitely not at the most comfortable place I've ever been in terms of there's so many unknowns and I'm learning right now how to walk more in trust and how to trust a hundred percent the Lord, as opposed to trusting and trying to control everything myself. So there's so many unknowns and, you know, it's interesting enough. I, um, I was thinking about it even before this interview, you know, I'm, I'm very, very, very open to, to not knowing what exactly my future holds. And there's a good chance that maybe, maybe the Lord has something totally different in mind for me. And it's even, even bigger than acting. It's, it's bigger than anything I've imagined. Um, I feel like I'm in a a season of waiting right now Mm. and that in a way I'm being prepared and that the Lord is preparing me for something that is coming. Mm. So again, lots of unknowns and yet I never felt more peaceful and more joyful than I did on the day of my baptism. Right. Oh, and speaking of your baptism, that video was so beautiful. I think I watched it like a half a dozen times and I just cried. I was like, oh, it's so okay. beautiful because you can just see, even though it's just, you know, pictures, you could still, you could still see like there was a transformation happening, you know, yeah. and just so much joy on your face. And um, I don't know, it's just baptisms make me cry period. But, uh, but so that's on your reels. So if anybody wants to go see that video, right, that's on your reels, they can go see it over there. They can see it on Instagram. I also posted it on TikTok and eventually I'll post it on Facebook. I wanted to spread it out. So I wasn't, yeah. uh, it wasn't all happening the same day. I like to spread out the post, but yes, that was a beautiful day. Your sister Crystal was able to be there and it was Aww. so amazing. And yeah, the pictures really do capture, like you're right, the transformation. I was kind of, I think Crystal said it best. Your sister said like, she's like, I like the picture when you look like this little giddy girl, like so excited and so ready mm-hmm. for this moment. And I'm yeah. like, I like the picture after I go under. <laughs> I go yeah. Where you're like, Yee! <laughs> so, so much excitement there. So has it actually, since you put that video out there, has it brought any questions? Has, has any curious minds come wondering? Well, here's another interesting thing, you know, um, again, it's, it's all about you know, the the old is gone, the new has come. I've tried to be really gentle with my social media audience, um, all my followers, which I consider like a family, a gigantic family of over 27,000 people. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried to be really gentle with them and not like bombard them with like, I'm a woman of faith and like very much like spoon feed and very much like gently introduce them to like who I am. So I actually really thought about it. And the baptism of course was on Sunday, February 20th. And then I didn't post that reel until Wednesday of that week. I needed like, I needed some time to really just go deep and say, okay, what do I want to exactly say? How do I want to word this? How do I feel about sharing this? Um, Like I couldn't help but share it, but I was also very aware again of the fact that, Hey, you know what? I can lose followers. And if that's the case, so be it. But what's so interesting is I actually I think the opposite was true. Like, I think I probably gained from doing it and the comments and the love and the outpouring of people that what's so fascinating is people that I didn't even know were walking with Christ came out and either commented on that or DM'd me privately and said, Hey, listen, welcome, 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 welcome. I'm so glad you're a sister in Christ now with me. Like people that I knew, but I didn't know were like walking the walk. Yeah. Introduce themselves like a brand new friend. It was wow. amazing. It That's was amazing. you. You literally joined a family. I yeah. Love that. No joke. Yeah, exactly. That's so great. I just love it. Okay. So speaking of um, what else the Lord might have in store for you, aside from acting, you are a spokeswoman for a nonprofit called Face Forward. Can you explain a little bit about that? Absolutely. Well, I'm the chairwoman for Face Forward. I serve as the chairwoman. Face Forward is a nonprofit internationally that provides free reconstructive surgery to survivors of domestic violence, human trafficking, or any cruel act of violence. Some of the happiest days of my life are actually when I'm hanging out, you know, taking a patient out after they have their surgery and with them during their recovery time and just Mm -hmm. hearing their story. And what's so amazing and what 
shouldn't surprise me is that so many of our survivors are really close to the Lord and would not have been able to get out of that abusive relationship or get out of that situation without God. And it's like, it's amazing. Like I always go thinking, okay, I'm going to take out this patient. I'm going to pick her up. I'm going to take her to the beach. We're going to go out for lunch. I'm going to treat her. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. And then the day ends up being like, I am so blessed and I feel so uh, so fed spiritually. Like I'm just eating the bread of the spirit by wow, all the conversations we have, the prayers. I mean, I've some of my now closest friends are our survivors that are survivors wow. of domestic violence and human trafficking. And it's amazing what we can do and hearing some of their testimonials and just saying, wow, we, through this organization, were able to give them back hope and a smile, literally mm-hmm. sometimes putting teeth back in their mouth, fixing a broken wow. nose. We've had acid attacked victims that have oh, turned wow. into survivors. I mean, cases of mistaken identity, like the list goes on where you think wow. like, my gosh, this can't happen to me. Well, a case of mistaken identity, one of our mm-hmm. survivors, a young man opened his door in London I think it was on Christmas Eve, thinking it was going to be the UPS man. Instead, he opens the door and it's someone who burns him and spills acid all over his entire physical body. Oh my and God. his own little son didn't recognize him for many, many months because he looked so different. Oh, wow. And um, he's had so many surgeries with us and we've helped him so much. And what's amazing too, is to see that so many of our patients go on and become advocates and become amazing men and women of service and just go on and do so many good things for the world because they want to give back. Yeah. Wow. And you know, that's such a, my old, my former pastor used to have this comment where he would say, when you can find purpose behind your pain, then it becomes bearable and it becomes something that even offers you hope just because you can find purpose. And I think that's why so many people turn their pain into, you know, where they become advocates or, or they use their experience to help others because a, I think that's exactly why we're in we're allowed to walk through those things is because good can come from it, you know? And, um, and I think that's the only way really to walk away and feel like you still retain your life is if you can make good come from it. And mm-hmm. so that's amazing. That's wow. That's amazing. I love that you're a part of an organization like that. And I love that there is an organization like that because that's a need I'd never even considered that was a need. That's amazing. Oh yeah. And when you think about it, insurance only goes so far. So Mm -hmm. insurance may do something to a certain degree, but when you're talking about like, okay, this woman has been literally beaten, battered, abused. Maybe she can breathe and she can use her nose to smell, but her nose is still in such a, uh, I don't know the word even, uh, in such a place where she doesn't want to look in the mirror and have confidence. Well, in order for her to get that job and for, in order for her to up-level to the next version of her best self, she wants to feel and look her best. Yeah. So sometimes it is, yes, plastic surgery that's absolutely needed, but the insurance companies won't see it as needed. Sure. That, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's, that's amazing. So if any of my listeners, since I don't know who all is going to hear this episode, if any of my listeners find themselves in that place, they've been in an abusive situation, they would need some help. How would they connect to your organization? Absolutely. Go to our website, face forward. And we have Mandy, our executive director, who can absolutely put you through a whole slew of questions to see if you would be a perfect candidate. It's faceforwardintl.org, face, F-A-C-E, forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D-I-N-T-L.org. Okay, perfect. Okay, so another question I have for you, since you kind of took your time exploring different faiths, what would you say to someone who, let's say they're of another faith or they've heard about Jesus and they're like, what's the difference? What makes him any different? Um, what would you say to someone who's been introduced to the idea of Jesus, but they're just not sure about that life? How, how did you know he was different and was worth, was more than just a religion, you know, mm-hmm. was just, an, was not just another faith? Hmm. I'd say it's time to stop giving someone else like a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or expecting anyone or any job to bring you the joy. It's Mm. this true supernatural joy and supernatural peace, which literally can bring me to tears right now. 
that you get from Jesus Christ. I mean, it's like the name above all names, the name that's higher than cancer. It's, it's the way maker. It's, it's just a, I'm like speechless as I say this, <laughs> but I hope you can feel my heart that it's, yeah. it's a supernatural joy and a supernatural peace mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm always like, when you met me, I'm always craving, craving, seeking, like hungry for mm-hmm. relationship. And I think in, I think at the root of us all, we all want relationships. And sometimes yeah. we think like, you know, oh, I want this, this thing from this person. I want to feel this way from this person. I want this person to give me this feeling. I want this job to give me this feeling, but it's like, I am the most at peace and the most in tears of joy when I'm just worshiping the Lord. Mm, true. That's so true. He's the sweetest, the sweetest person to have a relationship with. And, and the hardest moments he comes in just knowing exactly what needs to be said exactly. Like when I've walked through challenging things, I just think of how how the Lord never gives overwhelming instruction. Some things might be hard, like it might require me to give up myself and give Mm -hmm. of myself, but it's never where it's overwhelming. And I think I can't do it from everything from like losing weight after having babies. You know, he gave me a strategy to help with that, you know, to, to making peace in my marriage and, and getting over past shame and past mistakes, you know, any of those things, he's so gentle with our hearts and he's so, kind with our humanity and so gracious with our, our frailty, you know, and he's just the safest place to be a hot mess. And (laughs) I just love that. You know, he just really is. I love that you said hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's so true, right? Uh, Welcome to life, right? Uh, Okay. So and I love that you just snorted because I love to snort all the time. Um, Okay. So lastly, do you have any projects that you're working on that you'd like to invite my listeners to connect with? Absolutely. Well, I am going to be in a movie for Lifetime called Drowning in Secrets. That movie is premiering on Lifetime on March 19th. And I'm starring in that movie. So that's exciting. You can watch it on Lifetime. And what I'd love to ask for prayer over is actually God definitely put this on our heart is a faith based movie that I am producing and starring in called The Good Book. Oh, okay. Yeah, it really feels like uh, God is definitely the director on that one. And actually your other sister, I believe read it and, and gave some thoughts as well in the beginning stages. Oh, and oh that's attached, right. Yeah. And we attached a, a director and we're working with the company right now. So just forward movement for the good book. And just, again, you know, if it's God's will to be done, which I really, really, really feel like it is because yeah. I felt like from the beginning of working on it, everything just felt so grace-filled and so beautiful. And it just feels like it's in God's timing and it's in God's hands. So okay. just praying for favor over that project. That's awesome. I love that you are diverse in the acting industry and you're not just an actress, but you get into producing and directing and stuff too. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's have funny, you I the- feel like I'm a better actress because I produce. Oh, you know, I saw your reel about that. You're like, it will make you a better actress. And that makes perfect sense. Cause then you can see it from both sides. That mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever hear the story of the guy who directed the chosen? Have you heard his story? You are now probably Dallas Jenkins. You're talking about, right? Yes. You're probably the sixth person in like, in a very short amount of time that has mentioned his name to me. So it's, again, it's all these signs that I'm supposed to connect with this person for sure. For real. He's in Dallas now. Actually, you're going to be in Dallas soon. Maybe you should connect with him and see if y'all can connect while you're in Dallas. Absolutely. I am going to be in Dallas for the face forward event. Wow. Okay. I know he just, he was just out here for a, um, uh, fundraising type of event, uh, for, um, what's it called? It was a, a hope crisis center that we have here that, helps women like decide not to have abortions and then they help walk them through that. And so he was the guest speaker for their annual fundraiser. So we got to meet him there, but he mentioned, um, he shared his story and they just moved to Dallas, moved his whole ministry to Dallas or his whole company to Dallas. And, uh, and so he shared his story there about how he was directing a film for, it was like a Christian faith-based film. And there was, he had like a couple of major producers on board and networks and uh, like a wrestling company and some other major company, like a horror film company came together (laughs) and got behind his faith film. It was so funny. Um, But it ended up actually being a major flop, but in the 
he, he just shared how the Lord walked him through that, gave him a word. And out of that was born the chosen and the chosen is like, has taken the world by storm. It's my favorite. One of my favorite series is have you seen the chosen yet? Again, you're like the sixth or seventh person to tell me like, I need to watch it. So I haven't seen it yet. And I, I will, because it's, yeah, it's, it's, I keep hearing his name. It's there's okay. no mistakes here. Yeah. You have to just download their app. Do it today. Put it on your phone. Download the app. You're going to cry through every episode. If you're like me at all, you're going to cry through every episode. It's so, so beautiful. you're literally watching it, watching it on your phone. Yeah. You can watch it on your phone and you can air airplay it to your TV or whatever. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. So anyways, um, so I'm so excited about your new movie. Yay for starring in a lifetime show and for this new project. So we will absolutely be praying for you. Now, you guys don't go anywhere because Miss um, Christina is going to share with us a life hack for our life hack section. And so don't go anywhere. We're coming right at you in a moment. Okay, so you guys, here we are in our life hack segment. You know me, I love practical application. And in this life hack segment, Christina is going to share what she likes to do as part of her morning routine that I think is brilliant and I've never heard before. So give it to us, Christina. Absolutely. So as opposed to writing down just your to-do list for the day, and I'm sure it's a long one, write (laughs) down your to-be list. So for example, maybe today you need to be more kind. Maybe you need to be a better listener. Maybe you need to be more understanding towards someone. So it's not just the to-do list, it's the to-be list. I love it. I love it because it puts an emphasis on what you're going to take beyond that day. It it, it broadens and expands your ability to impact people. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because every night before I go to bed, um, I I hold something in my hands and I say, okay, what am I most grateful for today? And it's Mm -hmm. so funny, like without fail, no matter how many amazing things happen in one day, I'm usually the most grateful for like a prayer call or being able to pray for someone else and seeing like the testimonial and reading the testimonial. And it's something so simple, but what I'm usually most grateful for has something to do with my to-be list. I love it. I love it. That's such a great life hack. So you guys, you heard it from her, a to-be list. And if any of you guys adopt that, make sure, like, let us know on social media, maybe post it in your stories, post a picture of your to-be list and tag me and Christina in it on Instagram. Uh, You're on TikTok too. In fact, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know your handles on social media so they can find you? Absolutely. Everything is on my landing page, christinaderosa.com. And my Instagram and my TikTok or are at actress Christina DeRosa. That's amazing. Well, Christina, I am so grateful that you came to share your story. And I am just personally in my heart thrilled that you're part of the family. And I love hearing about how the Lord has been already speaking to you and walking with you in this journey. Um, I'm just, I personally am going to continue to pray for you. We need people who love Jesus in the industry that you're in. We need Mm. you there. And we, yeah, because you guys are the megaphone to our culture and we need the right people behind the megaphone. So I will continue to pray that the Lord gives you just inspiration and ideas. In fact, let me just pray over you to wrap up this episode. Absolutely. And for any of my listeners who are listening, if Christina's story um, spoke to you, maybe you've been searching and just searching for Maybe you don't even know what you're searching for, but you're looking for a sense of purpose. You're looking for something bigger than yourself. There's something deep inside of you that knows you were made for more than what you've been experiencing. I want to propose the idea that what you're looking for is the person of Jesus, because Jesus wrapped up in who he is, is the, is everything that we're designed to be. And he's the one who had a plan for your life before the foundations of the earth. He's the one who breathed you into existence. He's the one who sings over you and, and dreams over your life. He's the one who protects you as you move through life. And, and he's the one who has a plan and a purpose for your life to make an impact. Even if you don't know him yet, that purpose stands. And so I want to invite you If you want to give your life to Jesus, or if you've considered walking with Jesus, it is as simple as this. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, 
that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Mm -hmm. that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. And it's as simple as that. This journey with Jesus is about putting your faith in who he is and the fact that he stepped in where we couldn't Uh, we couldn't check all the boxes. We couldn't live life good enough. We couldn't give ourselves that sense of purpose. Sin separates us from God. And he stepped in as a mediator. He bore the cost of death so that you by your faith can inherit that from him. And that entitles you to heaven after you die, but it entitles you to a relationship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with the father. And with that comes just this sense of hope and healing and newness that there really aren't words for unless you experience it. Am I right, Christina? Amen. Yes. Amen. So if that's you, um, I want to pray a prayer of salvation, and then we're going to pray over Christina to wrap up this episode. So if that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus, just pray this little prayer after me in your heart and say, Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I need a savior. And I don't know how to do this life perfectly, but I know that's why you came to make me new and to make me whole. So I confess my sins and I ask that you would make me clean and that you would give me Jesus and the Holy Spirit for salvation, that you would bring me into your family in Jesus name. Amen. And it's as simple as that, just giving your, giving your life to Jesus like that. So, all right. Well, Christina, thank you so much. It's so good to connect with you and I'll be in town to see Crystal this summer. So if, uh, if we're in town at the same time, maybe we'll be able to connect then too. I would love that. Yes. We can definitely (laughs) have another beach time, beach days, and you can come to church with me and yeah, we'll go to church with Crystal and yeah, let's have fun. (laughs) That'd be so much fun. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go, but thank you for coming on the show. And again, you guys, for those of you who loved hearing her story and just wanted to drop a line to encourage Christina, throw her a message on Instagram or on TikTok. You heard her handle um, and you can reach her. I'll put the links in my show notes. So if you guys forgot, you can find it there. And otherwise, you guys connect with me on Instagram as well, Java with Jen. That's where I put any latest updates, latest episodes. That's where I ask questions and get feedback from y'all. And you can always go to the merch store too, javawithjenmerch.com. Grab you some coffee, mugs, sweatshirts, t-shirts, whatever. And otherwise, I love y'all and I will see you next week. Happy Easter, everybody. Bye, Christina. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon. Or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you will fulfill your greatest destiny one day at a time.